Welcome to Between Two Barrels Podcast, live from Legend Studios. Between Two Barrels is a weekly podcast highlighting some of the legends across the state of Tennessee. From Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary products and employees, this podcast will discuss spirits of all kinds here at Tennessee Legend Distillery. From country stars and cryptids to everything in between, we will talk about the life in a Tennessee distillery. What's up, legends? Welcome back to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Opie, joined by the other host. As always, the bearded wonder, Mr. Brian Lowe himself. So, we are back with another episode, and this is actually a very special episode where we learned a lot. Kind of like our sit-down with Justin. We, We got a chance to sit down with our distribution and brand ambassador, Kyle Tarwater. Yeah, it was a really, as you mentioned, it was a very informative episode and also a really fun episode. Kyle is someone who definitely likes to to sp- not necessarily spin a yarn, but he can definitely mm-hmm. embellish and, and use a lot of adjectives yes. uh, when talking about what he does for a living or what he does for us here at Tennessee Legend Distillery. And like I said, I mean, it's no no negative or no knocking or anything like that. I mean, it's... It's a really a, a, a cool thing to sit there and listen to him talk about the the adventures that he gets mm-hmm. to have being the, as you said, distribution manager and brand ambassador mm-hmm. for Tennessee Legend Distillery. And we actually recorded all of that before we recorded this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So if we make a, a, a an odd time yes, reference, an odd time reference, yeah. uh, that's that's going to be the reasoning behind it. Um, we might sound actually a little bit more upbeat because as we were recording it, we had not yet had our individual games on Saturday, which you will hear more about on Cocky Top Podcast this week. Right. Make sure and uh, give that a, a listen and check it out. Um, unfortunately, both teams losing this week, but mm. there's some, some silver lining Absolutely. Uh, to both of those losses. But speaking of multiple episodes mm-hmm. or multiple podcasts, and us just really getting started with this. Yes. Well, me myself really getting started with it. You've had a little bit more experience, so you've got more resources and, and channels, as it were, to be able to tap to to help us with this endeavor. And not only were were some of those people gracious enough yes. to give us some some hints, tips, pointers, and stuff like that, uh, but we've also gotten a little bit of feedback from some of our people that have been emailing us with those different calls to action and Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh so we've been listening to it and we're taking into consideration which is why we're actually going to be letting you know about some changes that are going to be being implemented here and you know in this ever-evolving world you do need to adapt and change and like i said we hear it between two barrels are no different we have listened to to the feedback that you guys have provided and and notice that you guys can have the have the thought that that our episodes can get a little lengthy, uh, which is which is definitely bit. the case. Um, as we mentioned in one of the episodes, and this was, should have been the I believe the Jimmy Buffett episode, we talked about how this can be therapeutic. 
Yes. Uh, but while that is the case for us, we also don't want to abandon or lose any kind of listeners. So we are definitely going to be taking that into consideration. And that being said, moving forward, uh, we'll actually be breaking down the Between Two Barrels episodes into two parts. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we won't do the same for some of the other podcasts or for the other podcasts, but we're definitely going to be taking that step with this one. It seems to be one that is a lot more easily broken down into two parts. Speaking of those two parts, um, since it is between two barrels, I don't want to make too many firearm references, but barrel one or Monday's barrel or, or episode release will be all about the distillery and our recounts of happenings throughout the week. Uh, we'll also be using this segment to let you know about any distillery news, including any new products, promotions, sales coming up as well as some of our favorite recipes whether it be a cocktail or food recipes Mm. that we are going to be sharing or that you can uh, use or make using tennessee legend distillery products tuesday we are going to be taking that opportunity to highlight things like if we want to talk about a local legend or interview a local legend or talk about more urban legends like we did with the tennessee wild man Uh, Especially with October coming up, we've got a lot of fun stuff lined up for October already. Uh, So you horror fans and paranormal fans, be on the lookout for those episodes. Yeah, that second barrel is going to be where we highlight people, you know, other legends of the state of Tennessee, the country, you know. But as long as it pertains to Tennessee in some form or fashion, as we said in the very first episode of Between Two Barrels. But that second episode is where we're going to have a lot of educational moment highlights. Um, and get to focus on more people, places, and things of the state of Tennessee. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that in this new format. I think it's going to make for a better listening experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, it's not going to burn people out, hopefully. So, speaking of, like I said, this is going to be the the first release or the, the first barrel, Monday's barrel, as it were. And as Opie did mention, we are going to be, or I mentioned, we are going to be talking more about happenings directly in the distillery itself. Mm. Some things that happened between last week's episode coming into this week's episode. Uh, One of the bigger things that would have happened this week, of course, would have been the, the apex, the pinnacle of Pigeon Forge car shows which would have been the formerly known as the Pigeon Forge Grand mm-hmm. Fall Grand Rod Run. Uh, but as we mentioned in previous episodes, since it is no longer the Grand Hotel and Convention Center is no longer in the heart of Pigeon Forge, it can no longer be called the Grand Rod Run. So it is just the Fall Pigeon Forge Rod Run at this point. But not only did we have that, we also had the Big Truck Nationals. I'm not entirely sure exactly what the thing was called, the actual show for the trucks were called, but you can imagine Daddy's Money Diesels rolling everywhere. Yeah. Um, jacked yeah. up to the sky I, uh, with all kinds of light shows and everything I'm else not, going I'm not on a underneath fan. it. I'm really not either. I mean, it really I'm takes away the... I'm not a big the, truck guy. I used to be, but not in this capacity. Like, I used to want to raise trucks up to be able to do off-roading. Yeah. To be able to do, you know, mud bogging, stuff like that. Sure. Not Not just to... To, to show off the fact that you have dumb money. Yes. Because these types of trucks are dumb money trucks. Be, if you were to get mud on these, they would they would just... Yeah, you're taking away the, the principal uses of what a truck is by doing the things that you're doing to this. You're making it just a show piece. You can't help someone move so, houses with these trucks. 
Well, you can, but it's going to create more of a... Yeah, uh, it's going to make it harder. Harder, I mean, because you're having to use a ladder to be able to get up into the bed of the truck at that point. And then trying to hand something up to somebody. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and rent out a Mm U-Haul or or something like that to be able to use as opposed to using one of these. Because, like I said, for the most part, you've taken away from what the main function, which is hauling. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you could still, like I said, you can haul stuff. but It's a culture I've never really gotten into. And, and I feel that, don't worry, I feel the same way about slam trucks. Like yeah. trucks that are lowered to where you can barely go over a speed bump without, mm-hmm. you know, the Ruining your truck, like potentially a, tearing know. the truck up. Like I just <clears throat> never understood that. I mean, I, I used to have a truck. You have a truck now. You know, I used to have that Ford White Ranger. I loved it the way it was because I would use it the way it was intended to be uh, <laughs> used. Um, but, yeah, the you know, the, with those shows comes... As we said, traffic. There is a lot of traffic. I mean, there are some businesses that definitely do benefit the area. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the industry that we are in is one of those that does benefit from them being in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of businesses, uh, mainly the forms of entertainment, Mm -hmm. uh, the different shows, the... the, um, go-kart tracks the yeah. places a lot of those places really suffer during these times just because they are creating so much traffic that no one coming to the area really wants to get out in the middle of it mm-hmm. so they they won't and and it's it actually is kind of sad at times that those uh, uh places do do wind up suffering the way that they do as a result of it but Again, some other businesses will profit from it, and all in all, yeah, it does bring people uh, more eyes and stuff to mm-hmm. the town, to the area. It's it's gotten really, really far away from what it used to be. It used to be about the old classic cars, yeah. but now you've got, like we mentioned, our disdain with the the lifted and or slammed uh, lowered trucks and vehicles and stuff. And and it's it, it's mainly just what would be a a, a, a cultural difference, a yeah. difference in in what our personal likes and stuff are, as far as these are con- things are concerned. But it, it it like things, it's hard to let some things go and make adaptation or adaptations and changes with things. But as we mentioned, I mean, you do have to adapt to some of these things, but it has to be reciprocated from the other end. Yeah, you know they need to be willing to make some changes about how they operate and Ooh. how they do things. A to, lot of them parking in our parking lot last Friday before I left, I was like, dude, you're taking two parking spaces from our other right. customers. And yeah, you're point, not coming in and doing anything. With the size of your tires, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just a little little bit of a get off my lawn moment. Definitely a cultural and, and somewhat of a generational difference on uh with that because you know like i said we used we're used to like you know shades of the past and like those old you know thunderbirds coming in and those old yeah, old the, chevys the old, and old Impalas, stuff like the old that Bel-Airs, yeah. the the old you know but we don't get a lot of that anymore ford falcons it's you all know, changed all of these different things and you you get very few of those it is yeah. more these aren't as attractive to look for look at in my opinion right but of course now we're in the time frame to where if you look at it you're going back to the time in the same time frame it's like uh the the internet memes and the Mm -hmm. things that you see where it's like 
oh, you realize we're closer to 2050 than we are to 1980 and, you know, all those things. But if you're looking linear or Mm -hmm. or the vehicles that would be now's classic cars are those cars from what would be the 80s, 90s. Yeah. That are that are now what would be those types of things. So I mean, a Pinto is now a classic car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, if you go off of the actual number, I mean, if you had something that was from 1998, you technically have a classic you car do. now because it's 25 years or older. I'm four years away in my current vehicle that has <laughs> less than 11,000 miles yeah. on it. Sorry, less than 100,000 miles on it. but Just like our, our artists like Nirvana and Green Day are now on classic radio. Yeah, those radio. are now on classic rock radio, and it's insane to think that the our stuff that... Our cars are now classic cars. Yeah, that we grew up listening to and driving and everything else is is now, like you said, is, yeah. is now... Vintage. Classic or vintage. <laughs> Uh, just makes you feel that much older. So I mean, I can only imagine how, like our aunts and uncles that were oh, in their thirties yeah. and stuff like that. Whenever we were little ones, they're I probably mean, like, now, "Well, if y'all's are classic, then what are ours?" Right? That's ancient. Just complete ancient. Those yeah. are artifacts That's at crazy. this point. Uh, uh, functioning. It's artifacts. Crazy how quick we just move through. Everything just move moves on. through. We just keep going. Uh, speaking of moving along, as you all know, that we do here at legend studios have multiple podcasts mm-hmm. uh, that we do of course the one we're doing now the between two barrels we mentioned cocky top our collegiate sports mainly focusing on the sec and football in general mm-hmm. but we also have a new one up and coming that is going to be joining us here pretty soon and that is one that you are a co-host for and that is the 30 and nerdy podcast mm-hmm. i know we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago that you guys had just gotten back from fanboy down in orlando anything new and exciting uh yeah joining legend studio is what we've been really excited about when we started 30 and nerdy podcast back in 2019 it, it was just conversations that we would have on a regular basis like backstage if we were doing a show together on the way to a a wrestling event together or or something it's the same conversations that we we used to always have and we still have to this day we just started recording them and it originally started out with with uh, youtube in mind because we were both fans of good mythical morning and love the show yeah that's what kind of got josh's creative juices flowing and he came to me with yeah he's like what if we did this and then we kind of leaned on audio podcasts are big none of us neither of us have the time to really produce video right right now um for 30 and nerdy and make it quality i mean i know that you know the good mythical people they have a whole team oh yeah we didn't have a team so (laughs) so and that's where where it was born and we've been doing it for five seasons over four years now celebrating our fourth year this past may and we never intended for it to get as big as it, it has. I mean, the the opportunities that have been allotted to us, the connections we've made, the interview opportunities we've had, it, we're always looking for that next big step. And it just so happens that everything lined up to where, you know, we were doing this here and creating a, and it just felt like the right move to like, okay, well, let's join Legend Studios. Because I work here, it's Legend Studio is my job now. Right. So... It, it's not just killing two birds with one stone, but it's helping both sides out because we had so much help right? getting started. I mean, with people like 
Ken M. from Ocho Dura Parlay Hour and Rich from Three Fat Nerds and, and, and David Horton, who we both know, mm-hmm. getting started and, and just how to do it all. So kind of like a scratching each other's backs, I was like, this just it's a good fit. It just makes right more sense. The original ideas we had for what like 30 and Nerdy or like what we initially had, like this Bad Cast Company Productions, had life had different, you know... You make oh, yeah. plans and, and life Life lasts. is going to change yeah, them you know. now, for sure. So, and it's just, everything just lined up perfectly. So we're very excited for that. Uh, we'll be ending our fifth season pretty soon. And then of after course, a few weeks, boom, once season six drops, it'll all officially be under Legend Studio. Um, so 30andnerdypodcast.com will be enveloped into Legend Studios. Something definitely to look forward to Mm -hmm. because I've been seeing all the hard work that you've been putting into it and a lot of time and effort, and I'm really excited to see what the finished product is going to be. And not only are you going to be able to have a centralized location Mm -hmm. to to find your favorite, you know, the Duke of Nerds and, and everything that comes along with the 30 and Nerdy podcast between Josh and, and mm-hmm. Tyler and and all of you guys that that have been supporting that for so long mm-hmm. but some of you that may nerd out in other ways whether it be about different historical things or about different legends alcohol. and things alcohol <laughs> sports uh, that we cover on yeah. between two barrels and the sports that we mm-hmm. will cover with the cocky top podcast you're definitely going to have a centralized outlet to be able to find all of those different things. And on top of that, we uh, will also be having merch available mm-hmm. on there for each one of the podcasts on that site. So, I mean, Absolutely. there's a lot of fun stuff that's coming up. And I'm definitely excited to get a couple of the, uh, not only the 30 and Nerdy designs, which you have come up with some fantastic oh, for designs our, for the yeah. merch for that, uh, but for the new one with the Between Two Barrels and Cocky mm-hmm. Top podcast. Some of those are, are really, really, really great designs, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to getting some of that merch to proudly display, it's, uh, it's whether wearing fun. it or putting it on a, a laptop or the, the truck or anything mm-hmm. like that, just to get the word out and continue letting people know that, hey, you do have a, a, a place where you can come and nerd out without any kind yeah. of judgment, judgment or anything or, like yeah. that, and regardless of what you nerd out about. Well, we different can, things to offer you. Yeah. And like they said, you know, like this being my job and all that, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. That's and true. And I thoroughly enjoyed all the work that's gone into creating this this new entity that we're building. And and hopefully it becomes a thing that not only garners us uh, attention individually for those different things, but of course the, the main goal is to, to bring more traffic and bring more people into the distillery itself. Mm-hmm. So. We only have a couple other things to really uh, cover before we do get into that interview with uh, Kyle Tarwater, like we had mentioned earlier, our Mm -hmm. brand ambassador as well as um, distribution manager. Uh, Definitely gives us a great insight into how the process kind of works, where all we are located as far as the different states to where you can go into a brick and mortar store and be able to pick up our stuff. As well as, and I know we've mentioned it a few times, being able to go online and order Mm -hmm. through a third-party distributor. All of the different products that you can have mailed directly to you. But before we get to that, uh, speaking of all kinds of big happenings and stuff, we're we're merging together the different podcasts and shows, 30 and Nerdy, coming together all under the Legends Studios banner. 
Uh, we are also going to be looking to combine our uh, Winfield Dunn Parkway and mm-hmm. our Newport Highway, the original Newport Highway and the second Facebook pages that were ever put together for Tennessee Legend Distillery are going to be being combined into a Sevier County, just in general, Facebook page. Um, we're very, very close to hitting what would be that 10,000 followers on that Newport page. We are going to, as part of that whole giveaway, that whole big blockbuster giveaway and everything else going on with that we are going to be combining those two pages so be on the lookout for all the announcements if you are already following us on uh facebook for tennessee legend distillery winfield dunn parkway and tennessee legend distillery newport highway Mm -hmm. those locations like i said are going to be being combined into a singular severe county or sevco location for tennessee legend on facebook we are nearing the time of year that Pigeon Forge gets very, very busy for shopping. And that, of course, with the, all the outlet malls and stuff like that in the area, we are talking about none other than Black Friday. So mm-hmm. if you are going to be planning to travel to the area during that time, even if it is not for sales, you actually want to come to the area to experience Winterfest in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, and Sevierville. Make sure you go ahead and check out lodging prices. Uh, availability and all that stuff for that weekend well before time just because you don't want to head this way and not be able to find anything but we will be sponsoring or having some sales during that time in the distilleries Uh, you will have to go to those locations and if we do anything this year like we have done in the past those will be some really good Mm -hmm. deals we always have our uh buy more save more buy three bottles is 10 percent off six is 15 12 is 20 Uh, but usually during the holiday we also offer some additional uh perks to go along with that not only will you still get those multiple bottle discounts but we will also be giving away some swag you know t-shirts hoodies stuff like that to go along with those multiple bottle discounts during the holidays so make sure you get into one of our four locations across the state of Tennessee, two here in Sevier County, one in Cookville, and one in Nashville to be able to check those out. And you don't necessarily have to come in the store. I mean, yeah, you do to take care of or to take advantage of those different sales, but you can always go to TennesseeLegend.com to be able to find all of our locations and as well as our online merch shop Mm -hmm. so any of the non-alcoholic stuff that you find that you may want to pick up as another gift stocking stuff or anything like that for anybody uh, you can access that through tennesseelegend.com it will be our online merch shop and there will be a link there on the regular web page to be able to access that you can also buy any of our regularly produced alcoholic spirits as well as our licensed alcohol spirits through a couple of other links on there, that would be through kegandbottle.com as well as lovescotch.com. All of the regularly produced stuff will be through Keg and Bottle, and then the uh, specialty stuff will be through lovescotch.com. On uh, and both accessible, like I said, through TennesseeLegend.com to be able to access those. Opie, I think that yes, pretty much wraps it up for this first part. Like I said, we wanted to take this opportunity to let you guys know we have been listening mm-hmm. to your thoughts and feedbacks and being able to to get that information back to you and thank you yeah absolutely thank you for, letting, for sending those in and because it's very constructive criticism and uh we, we love that stuff so thank you 
Absolutely, and and make sure to get that stuff in. Uh, like I said, we had our first person uh, that had fully taken the call to action and had had actually answered the question that we asked. So they will be getting a a prize sent out to them here mm-hmm. in the next week or so um, for this episode. Um, what do we want to do for this episode? Uh, if you listen to this episode and you know that you in your area cannot find us in your local liquor store like you absolutely know email us tldtube23 at gmail.com that's t-l-d-t-u-b-e the number 23 at gmail.com and let us know where you're from and the name of the liquor store and the first person to do that will get a swag package and we will get that information to our distribution manager kyle yeah, absolutely. We will absolutely I mean, get that information to him, and he will get on top of it. For sure, and he definitely, like I said, we mentioned, he loves to talk to people. He loves to make new connections. And, and he loves stuff to like make that. sure our brand is in your store. For sure. So make sure that you get that information to us. We'll actually get that to him. Uh, we may even go and get some information put in the uh, links yes. to where you can uh, access. Um, we'll put Kyle's email in there directly. We definitely want you to email us directly, but we can put his email mm-hmm. in there so that way you can go ahead and get directly to him as well. Other than that, guys, we want to thank you again for joining us. Thank you for keeping up. Uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sending in those suggestions. We definitely appreciate it. We're going to be taking all that stuff into consideration as we move forward with all of the different podcasts and productions that legend studios is going to be responsible for and we want you to sit back and enjoy this awesome interview with kyle tarwater what's up nerds and nerdettes this is your duke of nerds tyler mack You're currently listening to our legendary friends and personal spirit guides, Brian and Opie, at the Between Two Barrels podcast. After you're done, head on over to the 30 and Nerdy podcast and give us a listen. Life as a nerd moves pretty fast these days, so tune in and keep up with us as we dive into all aspects of nerd culture, from Marvel and DC to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Dive into the ever-growing world of pop culture with us, Tyler Mack and Josh Davis. Cheers to you, nerds. Do you go nuts about our products at Tennessee Legend Distillery? Do you think our products should be on nuts? Well, look no further than Southern Vet Sweets. At Southern Vet Sweets, they specialize in baked goods and desserts that are sure to tantalize your taste buds. They make a variety of treats from cookies to alcohol-infused delights and modern takes on Southern favorites. They provide custom and bulk orders at southernvetsweets.com. Make sure to look through their catalog of tasty Southern favorites. And not only do they have sweet treats for your taste buds, they are also veteran-owned and operated. And whenever you place your order, tell Jason, Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you. (laughs) 
Welcome back, Legends, to the second half of the Between Two Barrels podcast. We are joined by a guest that we have been interested in getting in here because there's a lot of his job that, that I personally do not know the ins and outs of. Uh, we are joined by Kyle Tarwater. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How are we doing, guys? Doing good, doing good. Uh, as Opie started to let you know, Kyle is Tennessee Legend Distillery's brand ambassador and distribution manager. But that's definitely not the only uh, title that Kyle has held in his tenure here with Tennessee Legend Distillery. Speaking of the tenure, how long have you been with Tennessee Legend, Kyle? So uh, we're coming up on uh, coming up on seven and a half years. Uh, I came in about six months after the distillery opened, and since we just celebrated our eighth birthday. Uh, yeah, we're, we're coming up on eight years next spring. So Nice. That's insane. Uh, being in basically from the ground up, mm-hmm. so you've been here through a majority of any and all changes that have taken place, as well as initiating it and being part of the change that has occurred here with the distillery in its in its young, young life as it was, not yeah. even a, a, a ten years yet. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, that being said, what was your first position with Tennessee Legend? So, uh, originally, when I was brought into the distillery, I was brought in as the, the brand ambassador was the initial goal. Uh, at that point, you know, we had six, maybe seven employees, and uh, all of us did a little bit of everything, just not different than now, but uh, uh, I worked the tasting bar a couple nights a week, went out into the market. At that point, we were only distributed here in East Tennessee and in Middle Tennessee. So it was a lot of, you know, coming into the distillery, filling in either on bottling line or packing an order, working the tasting bar, and then going into the market when the time allowed. So many hats right out the gate. Well, for any of uh, any people who were, uh, I say fortunate enough to know Richard, uh, was a great guy, but uh, he did not believe in like one job position for anybody. If you had time, you were going to do whatever needed to be done. And so uh, back in the days when we hand-dipped wax all of our bottles, I dipped many a bottle. Uh, God bless those guys for doing it way more than I did. Uh, our production crew is still phenomenal. but. You, you just kind of hopped in where you were needed. Yeah, and even some of those guys are still working with the company and can definitely attest to the the rigors that was the, the early production line. Figuring definitely out. compared to, to what it is now, for sure. Oh, yeah. So you've actually hinted around to a couple of the other positions that you've held or things that you've done with the company. Go ahead and let us know some of the other stuff that you've... The, the biggest part, of course, uh, for... For several years, I was also our marketing director, if you can loosely air quotes that. Right. Uh, but, you know, in those fledgling times, trying to figure out, you know, what options were going to be great. Did we do these billboards? Did we go into these advertisements? What are we doing here in Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg versus what are we doing in Nashville? And then as we've gone beyond, uh, you know, what are we doing marketing-wise in different states? Uh, so those those were all things. Uh, and then growing kind of into this distribution role, uh, it started out obviously small. We were only here in two-thirds of the state of Tennessee. Now we've grown to where we're in 11 states, and we have sent our first order overseas to, uh, to Europe. So nice. Excellent. We're, we're getting there. Uh, I know that you have also done some stuff like you were uh, pinned the original handbook for the company. Uh, 
you were also an acting uh, what would be like bar manager i guess you could say at one point in time as well in a sense and uh bringing up stuff that i had almost forgotten about yeah the original handbook uh, that was that was a situation of a management meeting bringing up hey we need an employee handbook and then i was told Oh, great. You thought about that. You need to write the handbook. <laughs> your idea, so, your job. The, the, original, the original handbook, of course, has been modified multiple times to, right. to change things. But originally, you know, just making sure that we kind of had our butts covered there. And, right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and no one had even thought to think those thoughts at that time, uh, which shows you just we, we really are grassroots. Like, yes. We're... A lot of people come in, they like to think that we've got all this stuff put together. We're really just a bunch of monkeys putting everything together with duct tape. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Thankfully, uh, I know I can speak for myself in this, and I believe the same to be pretty much for Opie over here, in that some of our previous job experience, especially in the world of theater, uh, in local theater and with that particular production company, uh, was very, very similar in the fact that it was <laughs> very much like that. Uh, if it was your idea, it became your job, uh, and also the the all the monkeys, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the circus show that is the monkeys, and then trying to hold everything together with duct tape. And then you bring up uh, you bring up working at the bar here when this location originally opened. You know, we we left a small like one or two employees at the Newport store, which is indicative of how it's still run. And right. And uh, over here, you know, we. We had recruited kind of a new team. We had pulled a few people that wanted to step up off the production line. We had some new hires, and we we opened this place virtually on an afternoon on a whim. Uh, I was actually at home. Uh, I had been on the road, and I got the phone call. Hey, are the are the Google pages like is the Google listing live? Why? Well, well, we turned the open sign on, and we're we're gonna run tonight. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, and that was just a Friday afternoon. They were like, let's, let's Something see. that should have been and, brought to my attention yesterday. People, but, you know, it worked out. People showed up. Wow. Uh, we've we had people here, and uh, it, it kind of grew. It was uh, Vicky and I were basically keeping the show together here. And uh, I know I, I jokingly for a while, I used to put on the schedule. I would have myself included with all the other employees on the schedule and it would just be you know forever right just here I, I get here in the morning and i leave when i leave and i know you you know i've, that I've experienced it for sure so, uh but uh for those of us who have been here and stuck around we, we love this business and so whenever oh absolutely shows up, you just figure it out and do it yep. that's all we can do yep uh, almost reminds me, you can uh, use the stagehands creed for for alcohol production uh, and and tasting rooms and stuff like that. Uh, if you're not familiar, it, we the unwilling, led by the unknowing, have done so much for so little that we can now do virtually anything with nothing. Yep, that is too true. Mm. Too true. Now, in the introduction, of course, as we mentioned, you are the Tennessee Legend Distillery Distribution Manager and Brand Ambassador. Yes. Uh, get a little bit more in-depth, in detail, as to, to what those positions entail. Sure. So, Distribution Manager is the easy one. Uh, obviously, I manage and supervise all of our distribution. So, anything that's sold outside of our four brick-and-mortar stores, 
is my focus, my passion, and under my purview. Uh, that includes negotiating with any uh, existing distributors and making sure that any issues supply chain-wise, whatnot, are being taken care of, as well as new account acquisition, uh, whether it's going into the market to visit, uh, going and doing ride-alongs with uh, with sales reps in those markets, or going to bars, restaurants, and trying to make placements, any of those things, uh, negotiating with liquor and grocery chains uh, in states that do allow those things, uh, all of that kind of falls under that. Uh, brand ambassador is much more the more ambiguous one, uh, and really at the end of the day, that is just I am an ambassador for the brand of Tennessee Legend wherever I go, wherever I happen to be. Uh, and it, that that really just boils down to people that don't come here, I might be the only face for the company they ever see. Mm, and so right. we get that one opportunity. And, and being the brand ambassador works really hand-in-hand hand with the distribution because, like you said... You are that point of contact. You are, in a lot of instances, the only face that anyone that is looking to consider carrying a Tennessee legend spirit uh, would see at any point in time. I mean, we could hope that at some point in time they may have visited one of our locations and and were able to experience the product, experience a, a really good tasting with one of our bartenders uh, here in one of, like you said, the brick-and-mortar locations. Um, but then anytime they're looking for any kind of distribution, uh, they have a favorite bar that they go to in their hometown, in their state, a particular liquor store. We always provide them with your information. Yes. So that way that, that bar owner, that liquor store owner uh, can get in contact with their uh, um, distribution center, uh, their distributor, and then of course them turn around and get in contact with you. That being said, what kind of percentage, what kind of number would you throw on the number of things that are points of contact that you have to physically go out and try to get versus the number that that are generated off of something where someone calls you to begin with? So... Our, our percentage would definitely be higher than some uh, other distilleries out there simply because we have the advantage of being in such a high volume tourist area uh, with, of course, with the Great Smoky Mountains, with Nashville. Uh, we see so many people that come into our physical locations that we definitely have a higher number. That being said, I wouldn't say that that number would still less than 10%. It doesn't actually correlate to a, a full-fledged... Uh, for, for some smaller companies, you might see, you know, maybe a percent of their stuff, uh, of their contacts, are made from those interactions of people visiting their, their location. Uh, versus, like, we, we see a lot, and I, I would say it's still 5 to 10%. Uh, just because right now, uh, I don't know how often uh, anybody listening or you all go to, like, a standard liquor store. There's a lot of brands. There's oh, for sure. Uh, and uh, there's large trade events like WSWA, which is the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America. Every year at the convention, there's dozens to a hundred new brands trying to make a break into the scene. And some of those won't last a year. Some of those will become the next thing that you'll hear about for 30 years. And you don't know which ones are which. Right. And, and that can be... It's a scary as, game. And and that's and that's why there's there's a lot of ways to go about it, and uh, uh, you you just kind of have to 
you have to choose what you're doing very carefully and who you want to work with very carefully. Well, and this is a position that you're in that you ha- you're you on 24-7, 365. So, like, even if you are, quote-unquote, on vacation, like, in Panama City, Florida, and you're at a bar and you're drinking and someone says something about, you know, there's a place in Tennessee that, you know, so you're, like, constantly just on. What is what is that like, uh, having well, to be on? Don't ask my wife because she would say it's infuriating. <laughs> uh, the number of times that I have stepped aside to take calls or, you know, had to deal with emails, had to deal with text messages, had to go make an introduction to somebody, you know. Uh, we, we can't go on vacation without me going, okay, in the list of things, do I have 100 business cards? Because I could easily hand out that many uh, to whatever establishments were going, well, if you guys are ever in Tennessee, here's my info, you know, feel free to reach out. Uh, and it's funny, you talk about percentage of how many times those things work. Very few, but when they do, they're pretty cool. Uh, we've gotten some great contacts out of the fact that, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's 11.30, we just checked into the hotel, I'm trying to do one quick cocktail before bed. Go to the cocktail bar and the guy's like, oh, you're from Tennessee, I'm actually getting ready to go there. Well, convenient. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of those. Here's my card. Uh, there's a lot of sitting at the airport terminal, you know, like sit sitting at whatever like bar is next to it or grabbing a bite to eat and somebody's, hey, where are you coming from? Where are you going? You know, you break down, you, you start having the conversation, next thing you know, maybe that guy puts you in contact with this woman who knows. To, you, know, you, you never know where that contact's going to be. And I, anybody that knows me has heard the statement. I've made a career out of being in the right place at the right time. Uh, most of this is luck. Mm. Hands down, there's a lot of luck. <laughs> and I think that's life. <laughs> most of life is luck. Speaking of luck, we lucked into walking right into a wonderfully set up segue uh, nice. to move on to the next question. <laughs> and speaking of the, the travel and the sitting in the airport terminal bars and stuff like that, um, what have been some of your favorite places to visit? Oh, man. Uh, so I've been lucky to go a lot of great places uh, with the industry. Uh, obviously, a highlight was uh, last year. Uh, our distiller, Justin, who you all have already been fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have on, uh, he and I got to go to a trade show in London, uh, and that was very fun. Uh, I have never been to the UK, and so it was very interesting to get to go see and experience that culture, and uh, hopefully we're uh, negotiating some contracts and trying to finalize some distribution of it. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it worked out, but uh, London was very cool. Obviously, I love the West Coast. Uh, it's so different than here in Tennessee. Uh, great folks everywhere, though. Uh, I've, I've never had a bad time. Like, I can't sit there and say, like, oh, this place sucked. Like, everywhere has cool stuff, and everywhere has cool people. Uh, but probably, probably would say for the U.S., I love Southern California. Uh, it's great, and it's a great market. There's a lot of very, uh, very exciting people out there who are always, like, interested in trying new things. And then, yeah, the UK. The UK so far was great. There might be a trip or two coming up in my future that may overtake that. Nice. The UK, UK was pretty cool. That's things cool. to things uh, and a job that you actually can have some more things to look forward to uh, mm-hmm. with that opportunity with sure. that type of travel. Uh, continuing on the travel, um, we'll stick with some favorite stuff right now. Sure. Uh, favorite terminal. Favorite airport. <sighs> favorite airport. 
uh, that's we breaking it down in more specifics or just like easy, easiest to get through <laughs> or just like or if I was stuck, overall best experience best experience man I don't know uh, probably probably Santa Ana uh, uh, in uh, in California uh, it's a smaller one it's in between it's it's actually the main one that feeds Anaheim okay, uh, okay. which it's very nice. It's not huge, very easy to get in and out of. Rental car center is very accessible. Restaurants are accessible from inside and outside security. Oh yeah, like. Uh, so ultimately, accessibility overlooks. When you travel, uh, the big hub airports just start to make you angry. You know, Atlanta, <laughs> Chicago, Dallas, LaGuardia, LAX. Uh, obviously, we get routed through Charlotte a lot. The I ones mean, that you hear repeatedly. Freaking uh, LaGuardia but, is a nightmare. But, uh, and then the city that is Dallas Fort Worth, but, uh, which we can get into that later. But, uh, but yeah, I, obviously, I, most things considered, I try to spend the least amount of time in the airport. Uh, you unfortunately end up spending more, especially with delays these days. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, good business happens there. So you can't, you can't knock it. Uh, it definitely doesn't help that we have our small regional here, McGee Tyson, which we have very few directs unless you can get on, you know, some of the like, like you've got a legion and frontier that do some directs. Some uh, of the shorter places, and then, uh, distances. You've got a couple of your major business routes, but yeah, I mean, not to get deep in the weeds on flight information here, but yeah, it's very few direct flights anywhere out of McGee. That's it's a place that they could grow. They could do a little better on. Yeah, well, and I mean, they could take a note from Nashville that just added a new terminal uh, and a bunch of new runways. But they got to get people to give up the land to do that. That's true. <laughs> so, as someone who does travel quite a bit, I'm sure you've had your ups and downs in travel. Um, we've done some really good things. How about how about let's go to the negative side of things just for a, a brief moment. And tell us about probably one of your worst travel stories. April 13th and April 14th, 2019. He knows oh the dates right off the bat. He doesn't have to say it's like a, a win. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a flight uh, to South, uh, Southern California. Had some events going on. And uh, little did I pay attention, but there was a major winter storm front moving through the entire central corridor of the U.S. Oh my gosh. And hundreds, if not over a thousand flights were delayed, canceled, grounded, just because the entire mid-America was just snow, ice, hail, sleet, frozen runways, you name it. Canada Uh, just decided to dip a finger just bloop right down into the U.S. I, I I got to McGee Tyson at 8 40, like 8.45 in the morning. Uh, it's no a large airport. I stick to the two-hour rule. McGee Tyson, you can kind of skate it. Yeah. Uh, so I got there maybe like 45 minutes before the flight. Uh, that flight took off and got me to Charlotte. And then the rest of the day, I got bounced from Charlotte to Atlanta, from Atlanta to O'Hare, and then O'Hare finally to Dallas before... I couldn't get any further, and I got stuck at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, 
which during the day, if you have a two-hour layover, it's a great airport to be stuck in <laughs> for an hour or two. You know, great restaurants, cool shopping. They've got these great lounges if you want. If you're a gamer, they've got these great lounges with chairs, with consoles, preloaded with games. They've got PCs. They've got nap rooms, massage chair, whatever you can look for. Uh, what you don't want is when there's 750 flights that have been canceled at this airport. <gasps> You don't want to land there as one of the last flights coming in when there are no hotels, no rooms, no anything to be offered. And I got there at 10, 15, 10, 20, uh, managed to get food from the McDonald's before it closed uh, after waiting in line for 45 minutes and then found a nice row of benches to lay down underneath and try to sleep. Uh, uh, very hilariously I was on the phone with my wife and she was like what's that noise and then something hit me and it was a woman vacuuming and was trying to vacuum and like didn't oh know didn't God. see me underneath this like bench wow and uh, ended up managing somehow to get on the first flight I could not even to my original destination airport at 8.15 in the morning the following morning and got to Southern California hadn't slept uh because I, I don't know if you've tried to sleep in a crowded airport terminal where they don't turn the lights off, but yes. it's hard enough, wow. hard enough on a good day. It sucks. And, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have very, very vivid memories of just how frustrated I so was. So this, this day seeps into your nightmares at night sometimes. <laughs> oh, like, it's, it's always on my mind if I'm flying through Dallas and it's like 6 p.m. <laughs> like in the wintertime and it's dark outside. Start getting oh, a twitch. No. I'm, like, I'm like, get me out of here. Eye starts <laughs> twitching. And, and don't get me wrong, again, like, if, if there happens to be anybody from the Dallas area, beautiful airport, very well run, weather's not your fault. Just was not a fun experience. It was not a good day. <laughs> well, I mean, winding up in Texas after seemingly traveling to Tokyo, all the, all, all still yet to potentially be sucked up by some lady vacuuming in the middle of the night. Oh, it was great. All, all to, all to, then in the morning go to a destination you still weren't even planning to go to. There's, there's, there's more fun to the saga because I got there. But my bag still went to the original airport. No. So I then had to get a, get a rental car that they hadn't successfully transferred, drive to a different airport, park, go get my bag, and that gave me just enough time to get to the hotel, change, and make a meeting. So, <laughs> Unlike zero uh, sleep. Not good sleep. Uh, but on on the upside, I did uh, after that meeting get to go, and there was this uh, really cool brewery near the hotel mm. that was showing. I think it was the current season fin- or uh, season like uh, starter of Game of Thrones. That hey, and so, like, oh, I got there to you go, go a premiere. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's great. cool. I mean, so, ha- happy ending. Yeah, there we go. Ca- caught a caught a third wind at that point. Like right, just up, wrote it out. People, had a couple drinks. It was great. <laughs> So, uh, with the amount of travel and, and not trying, because it seems like you've had definitely a very memorable negative experience, uh, and in you know talking to you ahead of time, uh, seems like you had more more uh, uh, positive experiences and negative experiences, and I don't want you to try to rack your brain trying to to figure out what would be a best one, but um, any kind of like ones that stick out as far as like a significant upgrade 
Like, were you able to get bumped up in, in class on the plane? Did you get a few extra perks at a hotel? or The first, the first I'll tell you two. The first time I got upgraded on a flight uh, was probably one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> if you've never had it happen, where you get bumped, because like, I, I try to be nice to the company. I don't book a lot of like fancy seats. I'm normally general economy, typically over a wing, like... I'm, I'm, not, right. I'm not asking. Like, I'm like, I want my aisle seat, and that's about it. Because uh, I'm going to put on a podcast, or I'm going to put on a movie, and kind of zone out anyway. Uh, the first time I got upgraded to first class, I, like, you always hear people talk, like, oh, people in first class think they're better. For sure they do. Because <laughs> it is not comparable <laughs> to what, behind that, behind the curtain, you might as well be tossed in a train car. First class, you don't get if you have. Have either of you done it? No, I have not. No, okay. I've so, been on like three flights my entire life. So, you so. Get, man, I've been on three flights like in the last month, <laughs> <laughs> at least. Uh, you get on the plane. You get on the plane like right after you know, uh, right after the anybody that needs assistance, right after the military personnel, right after all that. You get on the plane. And before everybody else gets on the plane, you get offered food, drinks, snacks. They, they take, like, oh, you're carrying, like, I travel with a standing banner a lot because it doesn't fit in luggage. And it's right. And checking it and it getting destroyed. And they, like, offer to take it and put it in the coat closet and store it for you so it'll be nice and safe. And if you have a jacket, they offer to take that and hang it up for you. And they bring you, like, a nice little, like, moist towel to wipe your hands. And they bring you the selection of food that's all included. And they offer you a glass of champagne or a free drink or soda or juice or coffee or tea. And then they let other people get on the plane. <laughs> so they're saying you are better than those other rabble. They really want you to think that. <laughs> and, and so that first time, uh, like, I had not intended. So here I'm wearing cargo khaki shorts, like beat up, beat up, you know, Reeboks or whatever, and a Tennessee Legend t-shirt. And here I get to sit in first class with these people in their suits. Full on business suits and, and everything. everything. And, I'm like, and I'm like, this is great. I'll take a jacket Coke. <laughs> I can only imagine that that's how David Fee routinely oh, wait, feels on, yeah. on any of the flights that he took before he decided to go get his own pilot's license and yeah, buy a plane. Fly his own plane. But yeah, that's definitely, definitely one of those things where if you ever get the opportunity or. And this is a recommendation for anybody out there uh, listening. If you are going to be on a long flight, evaluate whether it's worth the money to be so much more comfortable, but also be able, because like on long flights, a lot of times those first class seats will recline. Ooh, man. You know, if you're talking like a flight to Hawaii, you're talking a flight to Europe, Europe uh, to Europe, you're talking a flight to Japan. Anything more than six to eight hours. Might be worth it. Yeah, for... For those of us, obviously, I know uh, some people, especially if you've got circulation issues or whatnot, you want to get up on the plane and what I get. Uh, but a three to five hour flight, you know, even the cross country flight, I don't think like I can't justify. I'm a pretty cheap person in general, right. but that to me is like eh, I won't splurge. But oh yeah, like we we've talked about, you know, we're talking about here in a couple of years when our kid gets older, maybe trying to go to like Hawaii or something like that. That I might splurge for the fancier right. seat because it's like the time zone change. Whatever. That's that's the thing that you you have to account like yeah. what's going to make your day the easiest when you get there. Uh, and a lot of people forget like time zones. 
right mm. zones really mess with you <laughs> yeah the wife recently went to uh flew out of nashville to seattle uh, and then went on a cruise, did the Alaska cruise from out of Seattle, and her, and she, they got some wonderful pictures. It was some beautiful stuff. Uh, actually, brought back some. Uh, I got water from a glacier, <laughs> uh, from the Mendenhall blessed, Glacier. Blessed by an Indian medicine man. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you crack, and you're like, oh, it just tastes like water. Just tastes like water. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of hesitant. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, just like you were mentioning, the, the loss of time, the hours going back on the trip over, um, and then her trying to, to call me and everything else. Um, it's 9.30 at night, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night here, and it's still 5.30, 6 o'clock mm-hmm. over on what would be the, the western mm-hmm. side of the, the country and going up, like I said, into Alaska. Mm-hmm. And she's... FaceTiming me and stuff like that, and I'm seeing beautiful sky, sun still, you know, just getting on that backside of things on that western side. Um, and I look outside and it's pitch black here. It was it was definitely a, a, a weird experience. Not to divert too far, but that's that's the other thing that people uh, may not think about is like yesterday I had a uh, I had a meeting with uh, one of our California distribution companies. Uh, that meeting was at 6.45 hour time uh, because it's 3.45 for them, yep. and that's when it can be convenient. And so business hours are not always a thing that I can keep. Yeah. Right. Uh, like right now, we, uh, we've been doing we, – we sent an order to Germany, and if he reaches out to me, he's often doing it at his first thing in the morning, which is 3 a.m., 4 a.m. our time. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I might get a uh, get a message. You know, thankfully he's smart enough not to try to call me. Right. Else, send me a message on WhatsApp or send me an email. And I conveniently, we have a three month old, so I'm often up at three in the morning. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, you get those things. And then with California, uh, my wife often gets irritated because it's eight p.m. and I get a phone call or something to deal with. What's 5 p.m. for them, babe? Yeah. Maybe somebody had a last-minute question. Right. What if that's the difference in making a sale or yeah. placement and not? And I can't give up that opportunity. And so, and then that's just on a normal day. You go on vacation, and that happens. And it's uh, a little, it gets uh, amplified. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. more button-pushy. But uh, thankfully, she, she knew who I was and knew what industry I was getting in before, before we started this. So yeah. that's... Uh, Good to go back to what you said. Be always on. Always on. Uh, it's e- even when you're sleeping half the time. You wake <laughs> up and you uh, fire alarm goes off. Well, can I take a bottle down? Like, <laughs> can I push this on like, someone? <laughs> right. Sample bar. Right. Let's toss it in the messenger bag as I'm going downstairs. So you never know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's that's only half joking. Everyone's pissed off. Uh, I just happen to have this King Snake bourbon right here in my bag. Yeah. Anybody want to try it? <laughs> But not not to be ADD and jump, but to go back and then no no you're hotel. good. Uh, I have a couple times gotten the like complimentary room upgrade. Okay. Oh, hey, we we overbooked this room type, and uh, conveniently, uh, I am a member of virtually any hotel, airline, travel rewards club. Because uh, Hilton Honors, uh, Marriott Bonvoy. Uh, I'm Marriott do, Bonvoy. Do a lot of Absolutely. do a lot of Marriott saying. Uh, if there's anybody out there from Marriott, we would love love to do a sponsorship. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, there but, you uh, go. Come right. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, just going in. Though I will say, I am 
I'm always partial to double trees because of the cookies. Getting those warm cookies on check-in, that's a that's a move right there. That is a, that is a gangster move. I I, it, I shouldn't it, eat it, but man, every time. It's almost like you're going to grandma's, so to speak. Yeah. And they're being being greeted it's by. It's because they come out of the warmer. Like yeah. They keep the warmer so that they are like warm, gooey, and they feel fresh. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't care if they were made this morning or last night. They feel fresh and so good. And they'll get they'll give you more. If you come back later, like hey, can I have some more of those cookies? Yeah, man, we got we got nine thousand of them. Here yeah. Don't don't abuse it. We can't give right. them away. Or oh hey, can I get some for my wife? I travel alone. Right. <laughs> yeah, my wife's my wife's coming in late. Like she, she's hanging out with some girlfriend. She's gonna be here later. Can I get some for her? <laughs> oh, now the fact that you've got a kid, you can wind up carrying the diaper bag as part oh. as part of your gig, and you can be like, hey, can I, I get can't one for the wait kid? To put him to work. He's gonna, oh, for sure. He's, he's gonna, gonna push some product, baby. He's not baby. Even gonna know. But man, I uh, cannot wait to put that little guy to work. Heck yeah. Um, we've definitely, definitely learned a lot. I uh, had several questions answered that, you know, things that we really didn't know about. And I know that a lot of our listeners would have no mm-hmm. idea about. Um, but moving forward, I uh, want to kind of ask what or where are some of the, the current locations, some of the current states uh, that anyone listening would be able to go out and if they are in these states potentially find or try to contact a, a, a person in their state to be able to to find some of our wonderful products. Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, of course, we're available in the state of Tennessee. Uh, also, for uh, for many individuals out there, uh, you can go to our website, TennesseeLegend.com, mm-hmm. and we do have an online retail partner based out of California uh, that ships to many states. Uh, you can go to their website and see if you your state is included, uh, but that would be the two quickest ways to get us. Outside of that, let's go down the list. We have New Hampshire. We have Massachusetts. We have, uh, we have Georgia. We are soon uh, soon to go into South Carolina. We have Louisiana. We have Oklahoma. We have some uh, in Nevada, of course, California, New York, and uh, we are talking and negotiating for the state of Texas as well. Uh, and then for overseas people, right now, uh, Germany has product on the ground. Uh, not a ton, but some product on the ground. Uh, and then we are looking at both South Africa and uh, the greater UK. Nice. So that's uh, everything on the hot sheet right now. Uh, of course, other states, we're always open to talk. Uh, if there are any listeners that happen to know anybody, like if your home state wasn't on that list and you want to get data, feel free. Uh, uh, I'm sure you guys have contact information set up yep. mm-hmm. for the podcast. Yep. Absolutely. But, uh, you can also reach out to us at TennesseeLegend.com. We have a great form submission there. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to know somebody, you know, uh, that's how we got into the state of uh, state of Georgia was somebody knew somebody who like was affiliated with a distribution company, and we got in we got in touch. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of relationships like yeah. that where we we love it. Uh, Louisiana was because a woman called the distillery one day and was like, hey, I have a customer in my liquor store that wants to buy Tennessee Legend. Like, are y'all down here? No, but what companies do you like to work with? And she put me in contact with our partner, International Wine and Spirits. And now we have product in the state of Louisiana. Like, it's 
That's awesome. So, I mean, it can take just that one interaction, that one positive yeah. interaction that just starts a chain reaction to... You always hear the opposite. Like, all it takes is one bad day. No, all it takes is one good chat, one yeah. good afternoon. Like, it's all, it's all you need. Yeah. So awesome. summing up at this point, honestly, uh, with the exception of a couple of states, you can go online to our website and be able to link to uh, Keg and Bottle as well as a, a, another online distributor that is currently available that has Tennessee Legend Distillery products. Um, and just like Kyle said, verify on the mailing list that your state is is serviced by the companies. And, and you can order and have delivered directly to your front door. And then, of course, um, anyone listening, you can also go through the, the contact, contact at Tennessee Legend there on the website, uh, or we'll also link in the description uh, for the website Kyle's email address, so that way you can contact him directly. If you are affiliated with a uh, liquor distribution company, a liquor store, anything like that, by all means, please uh, contact and we will see what we can do to get Tennessee Legend products in your local stores. And of course, first and foremost, come visit us at the distillery. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You get the products and you get to meet all our great folks. You probably won't meet me. I'm sorry. I'm not. He's usually here. Every, but, everywhere else but here. Uh, if you're lucky, we, we were lucky to get him yeah. for, this, for this interview. If you're fortunate, you'll see a red bearded blur. A little ginger blur just going whoop, by. Going but, by. Uh, but all of our staff are great. Uh, you guys will be in good hands. Uh, of course, a lot of people visit Nashville. That team's dynamite. Uh, yes, they if you are. Want, if you want something a little, a little definitely like more relaxed, go visit our Cookville store. For uh, sure. Cookville Fantastic also cocktails. The only one of our locations currently that has a cocktail bar. It's pretty great. Not to mention they, they also have over there. they also have specialized events. Mm-hmm. They're doing swing dance nights where you can actually go out and learn how to swing dance and then trivia. enjoy the remainder of the night. Trivia, soon to be introducing karaoke, paint yep. and sip classes. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of wonderful things and events to be <laughs> able to nights. check out. Yeah, I mean, there's been all kinds of themed nights yeah. just for Don't playing music. <laughs> when she finally explained what emo night was, I went, oh. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. So... I guess I was emo in high school because yeah. that's what I listened to. Yeah, I, I did not know that about myself. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of pop punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah it just gets right. classified. <laughs> I do have a question. Um, sure. When we had when we had Justin on, he talked about our distillers guild. Sure. You get to work a lot and go to the meetings. I do. What What's that like? Because he was nothing but like we have the best distillers guild in this Man. state. So the Tennessee Distillers Guild, essentially. Mm-hmm. Imagine like the Justice League, oh my! But for Tennessee distilleries, so, you said the right thing for uh, there. <laughs> so you, so basically, you have this meeting of the minds of its representatives, or oftentimes the top brass of, I will say, and not not to exclude or make anybody feel, but virtually all of the major distilleries in Tennessee, most of the minor distilleries, and even some of the brand new fledgling ones as well. Yes. Uh, it is, if you're trying to start out and you don't know permitting, you don't know, like, what fire code you have to be up to, you don't know about, like, how do you register for the, like, how do you register for your DSP? How do you get your products registered with the government, with the TTB, getting your, you know, COLAs for products, registering your formulas, things like that. They have all of the resources put together nice and easy, and a lot of them will, like, come, like, will get on the phone with you and help you. Wow. Uh, we have one of the best legal teams. Uh, all, virtually all of us in the state use 
one major lawyer and lawyer firm, uh, Rob Pinson. Shout out, brother. You're awesome. Uh, keeps us uh, compliant and makes sure we have no issues. That's awesome. Uh, but so if you were to break the the world of privately owned distilleries down into like say a government so to speak the the distillers guild would be the legislative branch sure okay Uh, but uh you also though like even simple stuff years ago when we were uh, starting to barrel the first batches of kingston yeah we've never filled barrels before we were like like what gear like what method should we go about our filling because obviously yeah you put the hose in it and you fit but like is there a better way to do it you know using a pump versus gravity fill like what are we doing here what gear do we need what's the best way to go at that we have the least waste we talked with our friends uh andy and charlie nelson over at nelson greenbrier distillery in nashville and andy was like hey man we're filling barrels on thursday night can you guys come down and so they let Justin and I come in and fill barrels with them and showed us, here's what we use, here's where we bought it. Because they're like, listen, you all having a, like, we had a hard time with it years back when we were figuring it out. Why do we want you to suffer? And there's there's a lot of times like that with the guild where, oh, somebody's still, like, blew out during the middle of a large batch. Is there anybody that can help us, like, get some of this stuff through while we're waiting on parts and whatnot. And people will come in and be like, yeah, bring it over. Yeah, we're, we're not running anything this week. Come on. Could you imagine if all businesses work that way? Right. Helping the one camaraderie. another. Yeah. We're, we're the biggest industry that believes in rising tide raises all ships. Absolutely. Good, like Tennessee being known for good liquor just means that more people come to Tennessee or ask Tennessee for good liquor. Like Jack Daniels and George Dickel are members of the guild. Wow, they they don't have to be like we. Very few of us, you know. You've got a couple of us uh, that are getting pretty massive, but nobody holds a candle to them. Now they also may not be like when it comes to some of the issues that we fought with the state on. They may not be the ones down front leading the charge, but they are in the back with their legal team. You know, kind of that. Hey, don't mess with my my, my kid brother. And they've done, like, uh, Jack and Dickel have done a lot. So they're the Superman and Batman of the Justice League. Definitely. Okay, uh, there you go. And the rest of us are, you know, the minor characters. Okay. <laughs> We're like the Booster Golds and the Blue Beetles yeah. and the Flash and stuff like but, that. Uh, but, yeah, you've got the, And then also, who doesn't like getting together, you know? At the end, of, we're here because we like whiskey. We like yes. flavored whiskey. We like rum. We like, we like spirits. And when we get together, you know, we had this event in Chattanooga the other, uh, just last weekend. Uh, it was a majority of the members that are on the whiskey train. And so all of us, when we commit to like a Distillers Guild event, like the Grains and Grits is coming up in, uh, in November. It's 30 distilleries with the coolest stuff that Tennessee is making. And you get to go in and you get to walk and see all of your friends. And so when people come to the event, you know, they get to go around and try all the spirit. For me, setting up during the event and tearing down, I get to go see my buddies that I see four or five times a year at these big events and find out like, oh, like Matt Cunningham from Old Court, like how's, how's the family, you know? Uh, Stanton from Postmodern, what's going on with your kid? Like, you know, stuff like that. You, you get to see people and check in, and you get to celebrate these highs, like a new product coming out. Uh, this year, I think three or four of us in the guild had kids. 
And wow. so, you know, that, um, we, we, they do a, like, monthly email. Right. And it's like, good news. Tennessee Legend celebrates eighth birthday. Blah, 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 released this product. Da, 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 did this. Such and such baby was born. Like, and we kind of yeah. get that moment to come in. And then, like, at the event on Saturday, everybody was like, I want to see pictures of your kid. Right. It's, it's just that kind of thing. And, and, it's, and it's great. Speaking of, we've gone actually four deep. Yeah. Just for the distill ourselves, our f- distillery family this year for kids. Yep. Yep. Um, yourself, Justin, our head distiller, Jonathan, Jonathan one of our production crew members, all first time parents, and then, you know, like you said, Daniel doing it for <laughs> round two, man. Going for round two, and I mean, yeah, like, man, and beautiful kids all around, man. Oh, yes, beautiful absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, I'm partial to one, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I know Justin and Hannah's kids. Yeah, it's just in the hands. Yeah, um, the the thing you were talking about, you know, like oh, when we're setting up and breaking down, we get to meet. But we had we we were fortunate enough uh, this past summer to get spring to get to do the bourbon and bacon festival. Yeah, the, the you first, were somewhere else yeah. at a different festival, and we got to witness that like setting up and tearing mm-hmm. down, like and people coming over people. and like, hey, uh, I'd like to try your salted caramel. Would you like to take a bottle of our, you know, like switching? T- and then, like, hey, yeah. try this. You know, like, hey, these go good together. Yeah. You know, and uh, there were a few of them were like, oh, Kyle couldn't make it. And like, no, he's in another state or he's on the other side of Tennessee. Or That, that yeah. one, uh, what, I was at a uh, charity event for the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Uh, we sponsored a great event. Uh, and I was in West Knoxville. And at the and that was the 11th hour going, oh, I'm double. Oh no! <laughs> that that thing you talk about there, we love our spirit. Like I love everything Tennessee Legend makes. Yes. But it does not upset me to trade a bottle of it to somebody else for something that I don't have fifteen bottles of. Ours. Yes. Right. That's not uh, sitting at the house. And or... yeah, we. That's that's one thing that I am very fortunate is I've gotten to try phenomenal things from not only all across the state, but all regions of the country. Yeah. Like, uh, this uh, next week, we have a trade show with our Nashville distributor, Ajax Turner, mm-hmm. and there will be a hundred probably different, you know, brands like, represented at the show. So there's a lot of stuff, and people like people will come over and oh, you need to try this, and that'll be from all over the country, and sometimes out of the country. But then two days later, I have a trade show in Southern California, and I'll be getting all sorts of stuff that I that we don't have. There will yeah. be many products that we don't have in Tennessee because there's regional things to the southwest yes. that are only there. And there. Every time I go to California, the tequila selection... I was going to say the agave spirits. Like yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, we have, we have 15 brands and five of them are like cool new things. Their tequila section is what our bourbon section is. Ah. And they still have the bourbon section. Yeah. But the just the agaves the mezcals it's nuts mm. and so you get to experience you know going to london and the the hotel bar had 12 different gins good lord because that's obviously right what that's london is known yeah for. uh yeah you you see those things and you know the, the ability to sit there and nobody wants to take home their 200th bottle of wine that's a quarter full from the event yes you know like our salted caramel is is and I assume always will be our number one seller. Unless I, something drastic I've happens. I've got several bottles of it at home. I love to use it for cocktails. I use it for cooking. If someone wants to trade one for, you know, old Dominic's 
uh, Memphis Toddy. I'll trade that. Absolutely. And, yeah, you guys were fortunate enough to see uh, a little snippet, and I'm hoping yeah. to get some of you guys to some more events with me going forward because this can't be everywhere. Right. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> For sure, one man trying to cover the entire country right now is is, is, <laughs> is, is is stretching you thin. Well, we've definitely had some, some real fun here with you on the show. Is there anything else that you might want to let anybody know about in terms of some uh, – future distribution announcements or or as always uh, i'm gonna go where the wind takes us uh, that's kind of how we've done it so far uh but uh i've said for years uh first time our owner jay asked me what my five-year plan was uh working with the company I said i don't have a five-year plan i have a retirement plan and it's to walk away from tennessee legend when i feel like walking away uh, i want this company to be here for 20, 30 plus more years, and I want it to outlive the group of us that's here. I, I and so for me, I'm just gonna keep riding the wave. Uh, if there's a cool opportunity, we'll find it. If there's a good fit, we'll be there. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're here for good times, and that's all we can do. Good times, good spirits, good friends. Good friends. Absolutely. Again, yes, Kyle, thank you for joining us here today. Um, We'll definitely have to get you back in on another time, uh, especially after we get some more stuff going in, like you said, uh, in the U.K., Europe, Germany, South Africa, all kinds of international stuff going on. Uh, Maybe get some some word of how people are are responding to our products over in in Europe and, like I said, in uh, South Africa and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully be able to... I'm hoping to visit both Germany and South Africa before the end of the year. So maybe early next year we can do an update. And I can say, Absolutely. Heck yeah. Bring some stories back to the moment. More yeah, stories. So. And and as always, if you if you happen across any kind of really cool swag yes. at any of the different uh, uh, trade shows and stuff like that, bring that stuff back. I know that uh, we always enjoy just we seeing some of the stuff that... We'll build you boys a backbone sorts of fun stuff from all over the country. Oh, yes. yeah. That'd be a really good backdrop for us once we actually get oh, to a point of doing it. videos of this stuff because eventually once we get a large enough listening audience, I think we're going to go ahead and break into the world of video with it as well. Yeah. So. Well, that, listen, you you can you can count you can count me in for that. I'll be I'll be around, guys. Nice. Awesome. Happy to do it. Kyle, thank you, Kyle. Again, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, thank no you for problem. taking time out of your busy schedule, not only being a father, but being an awesome representative of Tennessee Legend Distillery. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Folks, once again, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Two Barrels. And if you aren't getting enough of that legendary content, make sure and head on over to TennesseeLegend.com where you can find links to all of our different locations as well as all of our different social media sites and our online swag shop. And until next time, stay legendary.